Sunshine, A1 Custom Car Care. Good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. We are going to dive into some fuel prices, but I have a story to tell you, Sarah, before uh, we get too far in the show. You okay, I'm ready for it. All right. So you remember I broke down a couple years ago. Um, I think you were the producer back then, but my truck, the transfer case, like exploded. Oh, yes. It, Arkansas, right? It was, yes. Damaged a few cars. You know, I, I think I told that story out there. Things happen, even to me, who, you know, I work on cars for a living, obviously. Sometimes things just break, right? So Stacy and I left last Friday, so a little over a week ago, and we took our little one up to St. Louis. We go to Cardinal Glennon's Children's Hospital, um, and, you know, just a routine trip, nothing scary or anything. And so it's roughly right at 200 miles. It's like 208 miles or something. So I was worried about taking one of my vehicles uh, because we had some bad weather then. You know, we got a little bit. uh, St. Louis actually got quite a bit more than what we got during that time. So I was getting my excursion ready to go because I thought we would need it for full drive. Stacy's got a much nicer car. She has the nice car in the family. And uh, the roads didn't end up being bad, so we went ahead and took her car because I wouldn't have to worry. My excursion's got 440,000 miles on it. Dang. And it would have done fine, I'm sure, but I was worried about it. Stacy's car's got 80,000 on it. It's a 16 model, so fairly new. I've uh, taken very good care of it, not missed any maintenance on it. So we're getting off the interstate. Uh, I think it's like exit 220, something like that. And as I'm merging over to get off, the car shudders real hard, and the check engine light comes on as we're getting off the off-ramp. We're supposed to be at the appointment or the first appointment. We had five appointments that day. And uh, I pull up, stop at the dual turn lanes, and I go to accelerate when the light changes and the car's locked up. Oh, like no. it won't move. So Stacy's like, oh, what's wrong? And so I'm like, well, I don't really know. So I'm trying to jack with the shifter and all kinds of stuff. Cars are pulled up behind me. They're like right on my bumper. So a uh, nice gentleman behind me says, hey, you need a push. And I said, well, that ain't going to do nothing. So I get everybody, like 30 cars that are stacked up in St. Louis behind me, get them around. You know, I wave them all around. And I see a uh, there's like a parking lot. And so I put it in reverse and I can move in reverse. So I get us off the road, you know, because I got Stacy and our, our little baby in, in the car. I don't want to be stuck on the road. And I uh, I decide that we're going to drive to the hospital so we can make our appointment in reverse. <laughs> so this is probably illegal, but we had a good reason, for lack of a better word. So I tell Stacy what I'm going to do, and she's like, no, you're kidding. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not How kidding. How far was it? Uh, probably like four or five blocks, something like that. Oh, gosh. Through the, through the <laughs> urban city area. So I uh, I wait till all the traffic's clear, and I pull up, and I'm the first one backwards at the dual turn lanes. <laughs> and so naturally, there's people pulled right up to me, and they're looking like right in the, like, what are you doing? Like, I can see their face. So I just wave. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm I'm the Miss America pageant. I wave. <laughs> I could just imagine Stacy in the car oh, like yeah. this, you yeah. know? I, I, I have no idea what was going through her mind. And I'm like, hey, you need to watch the light because I can't see the light through the back of the car. Tell me when it... So we do, uh, we do dual turn lanes across the bridge over the interstate. 
I'm able to go another couple blocks. We do a single turn lane, so I merge. I put my blinker on, and I merge. <laughs> we stop at another stoplight. I turn. We go in, and I'm able to reverse back into the parking lot. I can imagine what people at the hospital are thinking. Of course, it's busy, and everybody's like, what in the heck is this guy doing? I'm like, well, we got an appointment to get to. So, <laughs> so we do all this. I get parked. I get them in, and thankfully I had a relationship with one of the commercial parts vendors in St. Louis that's about four miles away. So at this point, I don't know what's wrong with the car. I just know that it won't go forward, and it's bound up. So I call them, and I feel like I'm pretty persuasive most of the time. I feel like I'm a good, uh, smooth talker, or I like to think so anyway. So I try and talk him in bringing a scan tool to me. Well, they said, no, I can't do that. So I said, all right, that's fine. They're about four miles away. Up there, it was like 19 degrees. They had got snow and ice. And so I'm thinking, man, I got my heated jacket on. We're going to we're gonna walk up there. So I send Stacy and Brindley in, and I'm a-walking. So I'm, I'm trucking along. I'm trying in my mind, you know, run through what's going on with the car. What, we're, what are we going to do to get home? We're 200 miles from home. I've got a good truck and trailer. I can come back and pick it up and bring it home. And I have another shop owner friend of mine out of Stratford call me, and I'm talking to him while I'm walking. Well, I slip on a big piece of ice. Oh, no. And I eat it like, like you know, like the funnies eat it, where the feet go out, like home <laughs> alone. Well, I had him on my little Bluetooth earpiece, so he got to hear all of it. Knock the wind out of myself. He's, you know, he's like, are you okay? And I can't talk because I'm like, ah, ah, you know. <laughs> so, so thankfully, I did get hurt. My elbow still hurts some, but... The next couple of days, I hurt pretty good, but I felt like an idiot, you know, because he heard all of it on the phone, and, you know, I'm just trying to laugh it off like that didn't hurt, but it hurt so bad. <laughs> so that was about halfway down there. So I get down there. I buy their best scan tool. It wasn't near like what I use at the mm-hmm. shop, but I didn't bring the scan tool with me because we were in our good car. You know, I didn't think, oh, no big deal. So I get back there, I pull the codes, thankfully I'm able to reset the adaptives. Uh, Long story short, something hard part broke inside the transmission, but I was able to limp us home. I was able to get back on the road after all of our appointments and get us home. Uh, Here in the next few weeks, I will be disassembling and figuring out what broke in that transmission and getting it fixed, getting it updated. But uh, yeah, that was quite an eventful. So when we talk about being broke down, uh, you know, sometimes I'm broke down. I gotta, I gotta figure out what to do. And thankfully I was able to at least get us back to the house. So. Well, I'm very impressed that you did all of that <laughs> yeah. in reverse with snow and ice. Yes. I mean, I'm, I can back up, but I don't know if I could do it with yeah. like multiple lanes and traffic. And so have you seen uh, cars? I'm assuming. Yes. So I felt like Tomater, the best backer. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was really somebody. I'm impressed with that. Yeah. So. Oh, man, what a story. It happens, you know. Things break down, and as I get older and, and things like that happen, I carry more and more specialized equipment. You know, I always have a spare and tools and jack, and uh, I actually uh, have a dedicated cordless impact in Stacy's car in case anything ever happens. It stays there all the time. We keep a 12-volt inflator. Uh, and now we keep a scan tool in her car. So there you go. it was a couple hundred dollars. So it's not like, you know, the one that like you've seen us use on your and Ryan's vehicles. You know, there are many thousands of dollars. But thankfully, this did enough of the job. And that's really what that extra money pays for is the interface between the car and, and the uh, technician of what you can see. So this is a pretty uh, rudimentary one, if you will. 
but it was able to show me kind of what's going on. I reset the the transmission shift adaptives, and it started working again, and it would go in into drive at least. It didn't shift right by any means, but we were able to uh, get <laughs> get the vehicle and get Stacy I and Brinley home at a a safe a Man, safe event. What a what a story! Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, so, I'm glad that you guys are okay. Yes, for sure. But you know, you think you buy a car. I've maintained the tar out of that, and sometimes things still happen. So I understand that. That's kind of how it is with with my car. It is, yes. And I know that you know, no matter how much you uh, maintain, sometimes just things happen. Things happen, and you got to figure out how to deal with them. So, I initially thought we would rent a car and and you just leave hers right. there, and I would drive home, get my truck and trailer, and drive back. But uh, you know, it worked out. We were able to get her car and us home safely, but it was uh, quite a adventureful uh, trip. Well, one that you'll remember yeah, for a while. for sure. For <laughs> sure. And that happens, you know, especially when we get uh, inclement weather like we have from time to time. You know, if you don't like Missouri weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. So it is a crazy, crazy deal. But that was quite a trip. Quite a trip. Yeah. And I think that that's also really important to talk about. I know that we did a show a couple of months ago Uh about finding different shops whenever you are in different areas. Because if something like that were to happen to me, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not in that industry. So I don't know people in St. Louis. So that's a really good kind of a spinoff to how do you find a good shop if you do find yourself in a situation like that or a good towing company? Yes, that's a a very big deal. Uh, Good towing companies are just as important as good shops. Now, I do have a, a shop owner friend of mine there in St. Louis. I've been to a shop. Awesome. Uh, it's Jam and Jay's Automotive. This is not a paid endorsement. I happen to know them. Um, that did kind of, I don't want to say cross my mind, but yeah, I'm like, man, if something comes up, I need to get a hold of them and get the car over to them. Obviously, I'd like to take care of it, but I'm 200 miles from home. That's not something I can just, you know, do in the the uh, hospital parking lot by any means. So, uh, having a good network of shops, I have had folks do it where if they move or are traveling, they will call our shop. And if we have a relationship with somewhere, which we do, I'm not going to say everywhere across the country, um, but we will send folks. I know I have some shops in Kansas City that are top shelf shops, St. Louis, obviously, uh, down in Arkansas. So if you have a relationship with a shop, call them locally if you're out traveling and see if they know somebody close If they don't, uh, you know, I'm a big fan, as bad as it is to say, the Google rankings do matter. They're not all honest. If you look at our Google rankings, we've got some people that are haters. You know, if you're not doing nothing, then you ain't going to have no haters. So, uh, but for the most part, that's a good way. And then your commercial parts vendors, ask them, ask a part shop, because they're going to know who the people are returning all kinds of shady parts. But Sarah and I need to take a break. We're going to continue right after that. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. We've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. I think, you know, we Sarah and I touched on the fuel prices, and you kind of dropped a bombshell on me that uh, the fuel prices continue to rise, Sarah. Is yes. that what, so how does the fuel prices affect us? Because I think that's a big deal. I mean, it's more than just how much it cost us at the pump. I know the last show or maybe the show before, you said you had it had cost more to fill up your car this last time than you've ever had to put in it yeah. before. Yeah, so I had previously filled up, I think it was 329 Um 
and I think it was around $44 for me Shoot. to fill up. And you've got a pretty econ- uh, economical yeah. car. And so I had never put that much money mm-hmm. in my vehicle before. Yeah. And it was just kind of a like a eye-opening moment. Like, whoa, that is a lot. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you have to do those things, I mean, I have to have gas in yeah. my car. But that takes away from other things, you mm-hmm. know. It takes away from whenever I go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It takes away from, you know, dining and entertainment, things yeah. like that. And I would much rather just go home and find uh, some entertainment instead of going out on the town. Yeah. If gas is going to be that much. It's unbelievable. So I know, Sarah, you and I talked. I think you started driving um, just as the fuel prices started to ease. Yes. A few, um, well, I guess it's been, what, a decade ago-ish? Yeah, it was about 2014 when the the gas was incredibly high. Now, I graduated in 2014, so I would have just started driving. I would have been, you know. And then it it really eased. I mean, we went energy independent uh, which I didn't think was ever going to happen again. I think we saw like south of a dollar a gallon there for a brief moment, you know, that I never thought I'd see again. So the fact that we're back up here again, just, I mean, it's mismanagement. I mean, it's really, it's got to be intentional in my opinion. I realize that's conspiracy theories, but, you know, it's really bums me out that they can't manage our energy correctly. And I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. That we've got, you know, we're going to be approaching $5 a gallon fuel again. So as of now, I think we're, you know, we've been hovering just south of $100 a barrel. You know, we're going to be north of $100 a barrel, which is going to affect us at the pump. And Sarah, you're right. You know, if if uh, if I've got to spend the money on fuel to get back and forth to work, get to the store, etc., I'm going to spend less money on other things. And it's just how it's going to work for all of us, which really stinks. It's a big pain. Yeah. Let alone... All the prices of getting our goods to the stores for us to purchase. That's going to make this inflation problem or or epidemic, if you will, worse. And I remember seeing it, uh, you know, I was in the industry. I I started professionally in this industry in early 2000s, really probably late 99. And back then there was a surplus of gas-saving vehicles. And so people would park their large, uh, you know, fuel consumption vehicles and they would buy. You can't even buy a fuel um, conservative vehicle right now because there's no inventory. It doesn't exist. So uh, what I'm seeing folks do is those vehicles that they have owned, you know, that are maybe, you know, mid to late 90s, early 2000s that they parked. I'm seeing them drag them out of the weeds and bring them into the shop. And we are doing some big, big restoration services, mechanical restoration, not uh, cosmetic. We're not a body service, but getting them back running. I can't tell you how many we've done in the last few weeks. Uh, We've got out at Republic, actually, right now, we've got a gentleman with, I don't know, probably a late 90s Honda that he's putting several thousand bucks in because he doesn't, nor can you go buy something better than that. So... Uh, I don't see this easing anytime soon. It's honestly probably going to get worse. So I hate to be the gloom and doomer, but Sarah, what do you do about this? What do you what's what's your take on this? We're just going to grin and bear it, I guess. I'm putting you on the spot. I yeah, suppose. I mean, I I guess so. It's it's one of those things where it's going to impact everything else uh-huh. in my life as well. Yeah. So from my side of it and my involvement, I guess in in your and Ryan's uh, you know transportation, my goal is to make sure it's as efficient. as 
dependable mm-hmm. and it's going to get you as many miles out of that as possible, hopefully trouble free, you know? Yeah. And I think we kind of put our money where our mouth is uh, this last year as far as our role in your guys' transportation. You know, we we have done a ton to get your personal vehicle where it needs to be, and I'm really happy with that. And then, of course, Ryan's got uh, a newer vehicle to you guys, and and uh, we've done quite a bit of work to it to make sure it's in good shape. We were also very diligent about which vehicle was a good candidate. You know, I know you mm-hmm. and I have talked about this quite a bit, but when uh, there is a, a void or a scarcity of inventory, the uh, the risk factor goes up very, very high. And there's a lot of folks, unfortunately, that don't do the due diligence like you and Ryan did. And, and you know, you may have really loved a vehicle, but when we get it in and see, okay, this really isn't a good sound vehicle, to back away from it and not just buy it because, oh, you like the stereo or the wheels or the paint or whatever it is. Unfortunately, most people buy it and then they're saddled with all of the um, consequences, for lack of a better word, afterwards. And you guys didn't do that. You guys stuck to your guns. You found a nice old man truck, which is super cool. Hopefully, Ryan's still enjoying it. But, yeah, I think you guys did really good on what you ended up with. Yeah, and, you know, it's really opened my eyes over the years working with you because I used to have that mindset of like, oh, this is my list of things that I want for a vehicle. And I'm going to be in the market not relatively soon, but, you know, I'm going to need room and I would love to have four wheel drive in the future for uh, when the tiny human arrives. So I do have another list that I'm starting to create and things like uh, the the stereo, even though I'm in radio and I Mm -hmm. want a great great sounding stereo that's not on my like top five things you know it's really helped change that mindset and hopefully when we talk about these things it can help other people that might have that too like oh i really want great wheels and i want it to you know do this or that Mm -hmm. but yeah i really try to focus on the most important things which is you know like fuel economy for me personally you know and four-wheel drive and safety Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing that you know, I never watched the the safety inspections, the crashes and yeah. things like that. And now I kind of pay attention to those a little bit more now that I'm going to have a special cargo that's in the right. back. Um, but the only thing that's kind of silly that's on my list is the bright red color. Yeah. That is the only thing, but it's it's at the bottom of the list well, now. It's interesting you say that. So you and I have talked about your vehicles, obviously, for a long time now. And I've got a daughter that's coming up to drive. Mm-hmm. And so I think we talked about that a couple shows back. But as I was looking, she wanted a truck. She wanted a truck. She wasn't going to bend away from that. And I'm not one to go out and buy something brand new, but I'm shopping along the Internet, you know, and auctions and different stuff. And I stumbled onto a little uh, Dodge Dakota, which it was bright red. And I immediately thought about that <laughs> yeah. when I saw the color of it. I'm like, okay, this is a good fit. It's four-wheel drive. And I thought this would be a good, you know, pretty safe vehicle for her. And then I, you know, realized or you kind of in the back of my mind, Sarah's like, yep, I drive a red car because I don't want people to not see me and I don't want to be in an accident ever again, pretty much. And so I thought, yep, for a first driver, this is perfect. There you so, go. Yeah. So you definitely had, you know, imparted some of your wisdom on me as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about my little girl's truck. That's going to be a good That's project. Great. So. Yeah. Have you guys started on it yet? So I got it running. Oh, good. Um, so that was not a huge thing. Uh, the the I bought it at auction and the people had lost the keys. Mm-hmm. And 
I was like, crap, you know, because that's a pain in the butt. So we went out and loaded it with no keys, which, again, when the steering wheel locks, you know, I had to circumvent around that. Not that I'm gone in 60 seconds or nothing, but uh, we were able to get it figured out, get it up on the trailer, got it home. I got it running. Uh, it was an old man's truck, and I, I just kind of got the sense for whatever reason that I hide keys on my vehicles because if I, I very much think that one is none and two is one, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. So, like, as I got to kind of getting to know the vehicle a little bit and see the care that I thought, man, this old guy hit a key in this truck somewhere. So it took me a few days, but I was able to find his hidden That's key. Great. And so I didn't have to have keys cut or anything. So we got it running. I actually have driven it a little bit. It does need quite a bit of work, but I knew that going into it. I didn't spend a billion bucks up front. Um, and that's a process her and I are going to do kind of over the next few months. So, yes, it is running. It is moving under its own power. So progress. There you sure. go. Yeah. That's great. Heck yeah. Yeah. You'll have to send us uh, some update photos. Yep. I, I plan to do that and maybe do a few little short videos as we kind of go through oh, that. that talk cool. about, you know, yeah. so her and I can know where it came from. And, you know, she's got some skin or some vested interest in the, the longevity of this truck because, I sure don't want to get her in a vehicle and then her not appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that happens a lot and wreck it or break it or drive it without oil or, you know, God knows what happens um, and then have a catastrophic failure. So right. I want her to have some understanding about it. Yeah. And I think it'll be more special, too, whenever you guys so. work on it together. I hope so. Yeah, one, that's one great. Her, her criteria is she wants a good stereo in there. <laughs> I think that's all of ours when we're young, uh-huh. you know. So, yeah, she wants a good stereo in there, so we're definitely going to do that for her. But mechanically, I want to go through and make sure it's There you go. So, heck yeah. And I like the fact that it's red, too. Yes, <laughs> that, that definitely has been blinking in my head, and she liked it as well. So I had sent her several trucks, and this was the one she kind of landed on. So we're down at the bottom of the hour. Sarah and I will be back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin here. This is not what I would consider a really, like, um, upbeat topic, but I'm kind of happy about it. You know, people are standing up. Their voices are being heard. I'm sure they're being heard. I know I'm paying attention. So, Sarah, what do you know about this American Freedom Trucker Tour that started in Cali? Well, we're going to get to see a little bit of it. Are we? We are. Yeah, so... First off, if you go to the People's Convoys website, they have all of the information. Now, they have already left. I believe that they left uh, February 23rd. So that would have been been, a couple of days back. Yeah, I think that was Wednesday. Okay. So they have a a trip plan, basically. And they have every place that they plan on staying overnight. Okay. And then they also have where they're going to be uh, leaving from the, the next day and, like, where they're just going to go. Basically, they've they've got a trip plan. Okay. And so let me pull this up real quick. Boop, boop, boop. Um, so on Monday, February 28th. The convoy will be departing from Venita, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Which so they're is, close. Yep. So they are about two hours away. My yeah. best friend actually lives in Venita. Uh-huh. So I'm going to definitely have to have her go down there and take some photos. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of thought like, man, where are they going to go? Because Venita is kind of a smaller town. Um, the, the only thing that I could really think of is the, uh, I think they call it the glass house. It's the McDonald's that goes over yes, the yes. interstate. I've eaten there. So I'm wondering if that is where they're going to be parked at. Well, and they've got some casinos out there close to mm-hmm. Benita, I think. I thought maybe that might be a location they would hit. Yeah, maybe so. So um, 
I'm going to have her go out there yeah, and no, take some awesome. photos and videos if she can, just to kind of see the size of this thing. Yeah. And then uh, they're going to travel up I-44, and then they plan on staying Monday night in Sullivan, Missouri. So oh, once okay. again, that is February 28th. Now, I don't have a time for when they're going to roll through, but they're going to be going on 44, which yeah. means that we're going to get to see them. Yeah, for sure. They're going to be running right through our man, backyard. I'm going to follow them on social media, and I'll make sure to post it on KSGF's Facebook and things like that. That's awesome. Whenever they do kind of leave the Venita area, so mm-hmm. we can kind of have an eye out for it. But yeah, I don't I don't know how long it's going to take them. See, to me, Venita to Sullivan, Missouri, I don't know how many hours that is. It doesn't seem like that far, but since it's going to be a, a bigger magnitude of people, yeah. it is going to definitely take a little bit longer. But yeah, that is the uh, the latest update that I do have on the People's well, Convoy. The People's Convoy. I actually didn't know any of that. Uh, so I'm definitely going to have to pull that up. I appreciate you putting that out there to everybody. I've been kind of monitoring it on YouTube. There's a lot of creators out there in California, and some of them have been, uh, I don't want to say camping out, but staying there as this started to kind of you know gain some traction. And from what I understand, they're going to be picking up more trucks at each stop is, right. is part of that. Have you seen any of the trucks that they've got already? They've got some amazing rigs. No, I haven't. Oh, wow. I follow them on Getter, which is kind of the conservative yes. version of Twitter, okay. basically. And I do know that they have been definitely uh, picking up more and more traction, nice. especially as it as it rolls on and it gets a little bit closer because, you know, they do plan on making it to D.C. just in time for Biden's State of the Union. Oh, wow. I mm-hmm. didn't realize that was going to line up on the time frame of yep. what they were shooting for. So that is that is the uh, time frame. Now, if you guys want to take a look at their route that they're going to be taking, let me give you their website. It is the People's org, And I'll make sure to put this in our podcast notes as yeah, well in case sure. you're driving and you forget it. But yeah. That's uh so some of their rigs they had one it was a I think a low I'm not a truck driver, so please truck drivers don't crucify me if I get this wrong, but they had a a, a flat deck trailer. I don't know whether I think it was a low boy, but he had that fifty three foot trailer, he basically had a billboard mm-hmm. built and strapped to that trailer that, you know, basically let everybody know what they were doing, that this is the you know, American Freedom Convoy, and uh-huh. it was awesome. That is Very cool. well done. Very, very well done. Obviously, a lot of American flags out there and, and you know, showing their patriotism for sure that, hey, look, you know, we're just not going to be quiet here. This isn't the silent majority anymore. We're sick of getting pushed around and we're going to let you guys know. Now, you know, a lot of these guys are floating, you know, their fuel bill and, and they're not obviously making money per mile like a normal uh, truck service would do. So they're footing their time, their bill, their effort to be heard, which I definitely think is fantastic. And I'm very thankful for them standing up and saying, hey, this is what's up. You know, and the fact that we're going to be coming through Springfield is very interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to have to find a good place. Mm-hmm. And if we do find the time that they're they're going to roll yeah, through, that would be great. Yeah, I'll have to make sure to, to post it. But I do plan on going out and trying to find a bridge somewhere yeah. and doing a Facebook live or um, some type of live. We're trying to Facebook's been censoring us oh, really, yeah. really bad lately. So we're trying to uh, move to other social medias. I so think I've, that's very wise. I've mentioned Getter. 
And if you want to follow us, it is at 1041KSGF. You know, I don't have a Getter account, but I'm going to, to you know, sign up for one. And I'll make sure. And, you should. And, yeah. And it's it's a lot of fun. About. Yeah. I do find myself on there just kind of scrolling throughout the day. And I, I used to do that with Facebook. Not so much anymore. But we're also trying, <laughs> attempting to sign up for Truth Social, which okay. is Trump's media platform. Excellent. And uh, the reason why I say we are trying um, is because he released it. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Monday, Tuesday. Oh, okay. So somewhere brand in there. New. Yes. So he released it. And I, the first time I tried to get all the information and all that, I sent like three different email confirmations and none of them went through oh, wow. just because it was so bogged down. Oh, okay. So and, you're not the only one that thinks oh, this is no, a good no, no, idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, we're still in a wait list to get an official account. Oh, wow. So I have... That's a big deal. Yeah. That, you talk about the silent majority. You know, you think about that, that they're they're sick of being silent. I think that's a great, uh, you know, kind of backer for mm-hmm. that, hey, look, we're just not going to sit down and take this anymore. Yeah. So we do have, quote unquote, we do have an account. Uh, it says it's been created successfully, but oh, we okay. are in the wait list. Nice. We are number 248,000. <laughs> 188. Wow. Now, I know that Kyle, with All Out Law, the show before us, I know that he was also creating an account. I think that his, uh, and sorry, Kyle, if I'm wrong, but I think that he was in like the 400,000s. Oh, my. Yes. I'll have to check that. But yeah, I know that he is also waiting patiently as well. Oh, good. You're dropping some knowledge bombs on me today, which is super cool. I think that is fantastic. Absolutely awesome. And I'm interested to see how this, you know, kind of plays out. And, you know, hopefully somebody starts listening. You know, we we have these officials that are elected and they're supposed to be the voice of the people. And, I, you know, clearly that's not happening. And it's very frustrating. I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. But uh, as they continue to drive the fuel prices up, we're going to have to be more and more diligent to make sure that this is taken care of and happens. So the fact that they're going to be in Venita, Oklahoma is super cool. That's very, very close. Um, and then coming through Springfield, I've spent a lot of time driving through Sullivan, Missouri. Um, there's not a whole lot there. I mean, there is some some industry there, but they're going to have to find a good open area for all those folks. And I saw a lot of personal rigs, too. It wasn't just, um, you know, heavy haul trucks. Um, there were some box trucks there. There was some, I, I think there was a Toyota 4Runner there that was all decked out. Um, so there's a ton of just regular Joes out there. Um, you know, making the statement and trip as well, you know, with the voice of, of the truckers, which is super cool. Could you imagine owning a diner oh, in wow. like Sullivan or Vanita? Yeah. Man, that that would be awesome. That is true. That is going to be a big <laughs> you got a influx. food truck. Yeah. yeah. That is going to be a huge influx to whatever um, areas that they decide to stop. Mm-hmm. Heck, even just the fuel stations there. Right. I yeah. mean, they better they better be ready. Uh, Vanita as well as Sullivan, you better prepare for that because if you don't have a, a surplus, they're going to wipe you guys out, which right. is awesome. Now, I know that I believe that I read that they are also going to be taking different routes as well. Oh, okay. Um, and people are going to be meeting up with them through yeah. throughout their, their trip. And I think that they were going through somewhere in Kansas City and they're going to meet down. Oh, okay. So, so they're going to pull different uh, uh-huh. zones, I guess, and mm-hmm. converge. Um, if you look at the interstate 
um, which I know you 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 like to travel and whatnot, but you can see their funnel zones where mm-hmm. you know this part comes from this part of the country, you know, converge, and that's how we move across the the state. So th- that makes perfect sense to me that everybody's going to be traveling and doing all those big meetups. Yeah. So if you're not busy Monday, I'm going to assume it's probably going to be Monday morning mm-hmm. or like maybe Monday afternoonish. Uh, first off you're going to probably have a traffic advisory. Oh, yeah. But two, that'd be kind of cool to see. So yeah. there you go. And if you guys get some interesting feedback, I'd sure be interested. Oh, yeah. And if you get any photos, send them yeah, to us. That would be awesome. That way we can push this out. And if the folks don't get to be there, at least they can be educated and kind of see what's going on. I think mm-hmm. it's very, very important. All right. Sarah and I will be back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. We've got Sarah and Dustin kind of wrapping up the show a little bit. We're halfway through. We're going to talk, we talk about recalls a lot now, don't we? Yeah. Seems like we have a segment quite often. It is, yeah, it's the recall segment. I guess so. Well, I've got another one for uh-huh. you. And is this, this a big one? It, it's a pretty decent sized one. Now, this is for Ford. Uh, so, Ford drivers, listen up. Yeah. It is a recall for heavy duty pickups, oh. and it is for the drive shafts that they can fracture. I've actually had some in the shop, so I'm glad they're doing this recall. We've put several drive shafts in where, you know, the vehicles usually towed in at that point. But uh, I've had I've had broken drive shafts on my personal vehicles at different points in time. That's a bad day. It's not a fun thing. No, huh? it it is not. <laughs> now it says that the recall covers certain F250 and F350 Super Duty pickups. Now, this is from 2017 through 2022 model wow, years. that's a big, it is. big window. Yep. And it says that the trucks have gasoline engines and aluminum drive shafts. You will be notified with mm-hmm. a letter, but they're going to start sending those out April 4th. Now, you can check your recall or if you have a vehicle within that time frame mm-hmm. and you're like, uh-oh, is that me? Um, you can check that National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and you can put in your VIN number and mm-hmm. see, hey, is this going to affect my car? But if not, they are going to send out letters. I actually, we had one come to the office. Uh, I've My work truck or service truck is a 2012 K3500 Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's, they're still dealing with some of the re, uh, the airbag recalls, which was a huge thing you and I talked about right. a while back. Uh, so inventory is going to be an issue uh, for fixing some of these recalls for quite a while. Aluminum, there's actually talking or discussions about certain, um, com- I guess it would be commodities, aluminum commodity or materials uh, shortages. I know everybody's a shocker to hear about shortages, but... So it's probably going to take them a little while to make that many, you know, repaired drive shafts in order to get them in and get them fixed. I know at our facility, we have a uh, relationship with a great drive shaft manufacturer. And so what we do is we order an updated or an improved problem solving version. Obviously, we don't fix things for free like Ford's going to. You know, they're going to eat that. Basically, Ford parent company is going to pay the dealer for doing that. But we have to have some aftermarket solutions just in case you do have that issue, which we do have. So um, as well as, you know, like I said, Chevrolet is still battling some of the uh, airbag recalls. I think Hyundai Kia still had some out there. So that's going to be kind of the gift that keeps on giving for quite a while. So Yeah, man, I wish I had that recall paper in front of me. That Hyundai Kia one was mm-hmm. very, very yes. scary. I believe that it was 
I mean, there was a variety of different vehicles mm-hmm. from like 2012 to like 2020. Well, and I think part of that was uh, it wasn't the airbag recall. They were having a power steering problem, if I remember right, but they were catching on fire. Yes. And we're, even when they were parked. Yeah. Too. They were wanting you to park them away from structures and other vehicles, yep. if I remember right. So. You know, that National Highway Traffic Safety uh, website's very easy Mm -hmm. to navigate. You can get on there, enter your VIN number. I think it's on the home screen, and then it tells you kind of where and what it's about. I did that with our Arcadia, actually, and it was able to tell me where it was bought originally. Um, Actually, I decoded the VIN. That may have been a different website, but it's amazing the information that you can put out there. Um, it showed the last purchase. We purchased it from uh, Pinnacle Chevrolet out there in Republic. They took real good care of us. Um, ben does a great job out there. So that's where ours had come from. We've had it several years at this point. But uh, it's good to know the history of all that stuff and keep tabs, even if you're driving an older truck kind of like I am, 2012 or 10 years old now. Um, so you still have recalls that come through. Yeah. And also kind of talking about like the pre-purchase inspection Mm -hmm. that we were talking about earlier. We actually used that website on a vehicle that we were looking at just to see Uh if there was any recalls that were active on a vehicle that we were looking for. And there wasn't, but we were looking at it because we thought, well, there was something wrong with uh-huh. the vehicle we were looking at. And we thought, well, maybe if they have a recall for it, we can get it fixed sure. and it would be a good little vehicle. But that's another good way to, to check things like that mm-hmm. as well, especially if you're going through that pre-purchase inspection. Oh, yeah. The Carfax is a great option. I think we run some different Carfax mm-hmm. at different times. We have that ability at our store facility, as well as if we're doing your service work, to um, basically prove the maintenance and repairs that have been done to it. When we generate invoices, it, it reports to Carfax as well to keep you covered for warranties, any kind of care or uh, you know build the value that, hey, this car has been taken care of. This is the work that's done. When you go to sell or trade that car in, that will affect the value of that vehicle that all that information is documented. So we have that at all of our locations, which helps out greatly. Um, we have been seeing a lot of engine and transmission uh, failures out there right now, probably more than I've ever seen in the industry before. So it's one of those things that if you put a new engine in your car, it should be worth more money. And so we have the documentation to make sure that when we do that repower, re reconditioning of the mechanical system, that all that's taken care of. And it's it's not just, oh, yeah, put a new engine in there. If you're buying a vehicle from somebody or looking at a vehicle, um, you need to make sure the paperwork's there. That will make or ensure that you're buying a vehicle because... A lot of people say, oh, yeah, it had this or that or rebuilt. That's a term that throws around there all the time. That can mean an amazing amount of of different quality that was put into that. So having your T's crossed and your I's dotted really makes a big, big difference. As well as, I think, Sarah, I don't know how much time we got. You had an article over there about Carvana. I do. I don't know if we can get into it too much before the break. but We can talk about it a little bit. So this is from Fox News. Its headline is Carvana allegedly leaving car buyers on the hook after selling cars without titles. That is one of the biggest things in the industry when you're buying vehicles. I've run into it personally, where you go to buy a vehicle that's used and they don't have the title, or it's salvage, and that drastically affects what you can do with the vehicle. 
Um, you know, if you don't have a title, you don't own that vehicle. You cannot license it. You cannot insure it. You cannot use it. It's basically a giant paperweight that sits in your yard. And that is a big problem. So um, when you look at reviews, Sarah, have you ever looked at Carvana's reviews? I haven't. We, You and I did a show here a while back. And so every once in a while, I log on there and I check their reviews. And there are some reviews on there about this that folks are not getting titles. And they have this safety window that you can return the vehicle in, you know, three days, I think is what their window mm-hmm. is with no commitment. We have done some pre-purchase inspections, and I'm not saying everything Carvana does is bad. I'm not. But the sheer inventory that's running through that place, if they're not super on top of it, you're going to get situations where you don't get a title. And then you're hung with this vehicle. They've got your money. You can't do anything with the car, truck, van, SUV. And that's a bad spot to be in, as well as some of the ones we've done pre-purchases on, they're they're mainly marketing them off of their cosmetic looks, is at least my opinion or experience. Um, when you look at them on their website, that's really what they do a good job cosmetically. They uh, advertise them very well, but the mechanical part of it, we had one um, at one of our stores that we work with down in Arkansas that had been shipped in. And I'm pretty sure this was a flood car because the the brake lines and fuel lines that were metal were so rotted on this vehicle that it was it would have cost a fortune to fix one and two. When you start to have that amount of rust and corrosion, it's never going to get any better. You couldn't cut enough of that rust and corrosion out of there to start over to make that vehicle worth having. So that customer returned it immediately, and we kept looking, kind of like we've done you know, for many folks out there. And they eventually found one, but that's really the most important thing is the mechanical part of that. Yeah, it needs to look nice and be a good appearance, but man, if you had bought that thing and been saddled with that, you would have basically just thrown that money right in the toilet. Right. Well, and also going back to this, this no titles, this is happening in quite a few different states, including here in In Missouri. Missouri. Mm -hmm. Fox News did an interview with a gentleman. His name is Derek. He purchased his vehicle in Kansas City. He bought a silver Subaru Outback um, and he thought, you know, it was a really great deal because it was only 13,000. Wow. And he paid for the car in full, but 11 months later, he still not, he did not own the car because they would not provide him with the title. Oh my he had reached out to him a couple of different times. They would never give him an answer. They would give him misleading information. At one point, they told him to just go to the DMV <laughs> and yeah, right. uh, do like a title application. Oh, yeah. And I'm... It's happening in other states as well, too. I know in Michigan and Florida, I believe in one of the Carolinas. Wow. Um, this is a big deal then. Yes, North Carolina and as well as in Texas. So just a heads up. Oh my gosh. I hope people are diligent, not just with Carvana. So, I mean, we're not just strictly picking on them, but they're definitely gaining some speed. I'm seeing uh, some of their cars come through the shops. You know, it's no different than any other dealer that I've ever seen. You know, you have good ones and you have bad ones. You better be on the front side of this and make sure that uh, you're protecting yourself as long and short of it. So, Miss Sarah, thank you for everything. You guys have a safe and uh, wonderful weekend. Sarah and I will be back next week.